Okay. And then you're going to start the recorder or that yep. part I don't know. I know Philip usually starts it and then I don't know what he does. Yeah, I just started the recording. Okay. So I'm just so to start the recording, you just go into the recording page and stop and start it. Correct. Okay. Well, I see you did that just now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Just learning. <laughs> learning. Okay, so should what happened here? So you'll put it in interactive mode? Yes, as soon as you're finished with the prayer. Okay, so would you like me to start? Introduce? I, yeah, I can introduce. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where we're time. starting or when we're on. Yeah, okay. we can start right now because it's 11 o'clock. Perfect. So good morning, everybody. This is Linda, and uh, Sean is here co-facilitating with me this morning. And um, welcome to your community call. So, Sean, okay, if you like to go ahead and introduce yourself and start our prayer, that'd be great. Hi, I'm Sean from Masterful Living 2, and I'll start the prayer. Um, I'm so grateful to be here with all of our Masterful Living classmates and grateful for Jennifer for giving us this space and opportunity to share and grow and heal together. We are so very fortunate to be able to transform ourselves together as a community. And when we transform, we have the ability to help others and become a beneficial and loving presence. When the mind is full with love, It is filled with peace, joy, and happiness, which we can share with ourselves and others. Because we're the source of love and it's deep within us, one word, one action, or one thought can reduce another person's suffering and bring him joy. If love is in our heart, every thought, word, and deed can bring about a miracle. Let us share these miracles with everyone because we are one. With love and gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So we are this morning, we're a small group to start, but I'm sure we'll have more folks joining us. And as I said, this is Linda. I'm in Masterful Living 3, and I'm calling from Erie, PA where it's very chilly and sunny this morning. And I'm going to put us all on interactive mode. So um, if you could please self-mute when you're not talking. And if you don't have a mute button on your phone, you can star six to mute, star seven to talk, and star two to raise your hand um, if you don't want to interrupt or if you have a a question, and uh, you can always type in a question if you're uh, listening in on the 
um, on the website. So here we go. Uh, go ahead and say good morning and uh, where you're from, and the call is yours. Good morning. This is Suzanne in Santa Monica. Good morning. This is Courtney in Wilmington, North Carolina. Good morning. This is Alexa in Los Angeles. Good morning. This is Carla in Portland, uh, Ascension Pathway. Good morning. This is Lori in Green River. Elizabeth from Boston says hi to everyone. Hi, this is Kristen from Chicago. Good morning, everyone. And this is Mary in Seattle. Hi, everybody. Great. Well, that looks like everybody so far on the call, so... The call is yours, folks. Enjoy your morning together. Hi, this is Kristen. Um, I'll share something. Um, uh, last, when I was listening to the replay of Monday's call, um, Jennifer was talking about just people being so surprised and masterful living by, you know, once you become aware, just noticing all your judgments and your negative thinking and being surprised um, by that. And I think um, I definitely was surprised by that, but one thing that really surprised me that I noticed was guilt. I've never really felt like I had a lot of guilt about things. Um, my husband always jokes about having Catholic guilt, um, and I just never really thought about guilt. That's something I experienced a lot of, um, but recently I've just kind of been feeling really negative about going to work, and my husband and I own a business. Um, that's still, you know, in the startup phase, and everyone works full-time, but I work part-time. And I just realized that, you know, I just noticed that every day when I'm coming in kind of later than everyone and leaving earlier than everyone, I have a lot of guilt around that. Um, and I didn't realize kind of how much of it. Um, so just becoming aware of that was, you know, was good. And I feel like now I can notice it right away and kind of, offer that up and realize that I don't want that and I don't have to make the whole experience of work be negative from having that guilt. So, yeah, just thought I'd share that. Thank you. Good morning. This is Alexa. Um, I wanted to say thank you for that share. Yeah, uh, I actually have been in a similar situation <laughs> and um, <clears throat> uh, in the position that I'm in, I uh, 
they want me to work full time, but I'm very adamant about um, still keeping kind of part time because I do want to have enough time to to really, you know, spend time on my spiritual practice. And um, I, I noticed some of those same feelings coming up at times now that there's a full staff and everyone's really putting everyone else's like salaried now. And, and I, uh, I went, wait a minute, you want this and it's quite all right for you to be in this position because it allows you to do what you want to do. And, um, and everyone is aware of that. And so, yeah, the guilt is only on my end. It's not on anyone else's. Um, and, uh, just, yeah, in general, being mindful of every little thought has been very helpful this week. Um, it, it's brought up a lot of stuff, which is really kind of beautiful. If it's a lesson, it's a blessing. <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Alexa. I think also, I, yeah, just projected my belief and onto everybody else and assumed, well, they must be judging me for only being here part-time. And so then I would kind of, if someone seemed to not be nice to me or something, I made the meaning of it like, oh, they're mad at me because I'm not here longer. And so now I, when I notice myself doing that, I can realize, no, they, <laughs> they probably don't care at all that I'm here part-time. It's just um, thinking that and making that up. So yeah, I I understand completely. <laughs> Good morning. Hello, this, this is Lori. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Lori. Oh, I was just. Good morning. This is Lori from Um and I was just going to tell the two part-time people that I worked full-time for 30 years. And when I listened to the Monday night's call with uh, Venerable, it was, I said amen, amen to the spiritual practice. Because I think when you work full-time, it, it really don't have time to listen to your heart or uh, you know, if you have the moment to take in the spiritual practice. So I don't want to eliminate anybody that's working full-time out there. But I do realize that when I was working, I was all in my head, and I didn't, I was tired, and I didn't give myself the spiritual time. So I really admire you, too, both of you, for just saying we need the time, we need the spiritual time, and amen, oh, amen, amen. Also, I wanted to mention that um, last week I was speaking of asking and not begging. Uh, if you were on the call, it was like, please sell my house and please heal my husband from his cancer in his hand. And I am not kidding. When I was when I let go, and on Saturday morning when I let go with this group, not to beg and to not intervene with what I asked and to believe that I was going to receive it. You guys, my house sold the very second I said that. No kidding. We got a phone call. Um, I don't know if this person saw the house on Saturday because we showed it on Saturday, but it was on the market for five days. And when I, when I asked, I, the market has dropped here in Green River, people have been laid off, and when I asked and let it go, I saw 
I thought, this is silly. This is silly to ask for a house to sell during these times. And we got that person either saw the house on Saturday or saw the house a couple of days before that. And we got an offer the first of the week, and it was at asking price, and my mouth just still dropped. I cannot believe the spirit of asking. I, it just is the coolest thing. So I'm just in an awe about listening to heart and listening and asking. That's what I'm present to today. Congratulations. That's amazing. This is Suzanne in Santa Monica. Yes. Thank you. I have got a smile on my face from ear to ear and and more hope than I have had and more spiritual heart-throbbing, I'm going to say, than I have had in years and years and years. It's just amazing work, amazing work to work with spirit. This is Suzanne in Santa Monica. I am going to hang on to your hope because I I've been having some different re- I've been having some different results. Um, last week I was uh, in the car. I was driving. Uh, I was kind of on a long drive, so I was listening to one of her radio shows, and I think it was one of the one of the recent ones about um, relationships and. And and she's I've heard her say this in a few parts, like a lot of times people ask her if it's time to leave a relationship, you know, because they've got issues or whatever. And how do I know if I if I should leave? And she says, you know, we're all one. How can you ever leave? Right. And right. there's no abuse. There's no abuse. There's nothing like that. It's just, um, you know, we've been going out a long, long time and I'm I'm frustrated with some of this, a lot of things, he just doesn't like to do a lot of things. And, um, I have to beg him and plead him to do things. And, but yet he wants to move in together. And I just, I really like living by myself. So we're kind of like at this impasse sort of, and it creates some issues or drama. So anyway, I'm listening to this program last week as I'm driving home and he was going to be coming over and I'm praying and asking my angels and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff, and all evening, I found it so difficult, I was cranky, and snippy, and, um, you know, and then, you know, later on, in you know, in the bedroom part, you know, my head was just going crazy, I just wasn't into it at all, and I was like, what is this, I don't know if it's like my ego was having a revolt, or, um, you know, it was, it was just, so contrary to what I was listening to and the prayers that I was doing and all of that. And um, that's a little discouraging, but I have to just keep reminding myself that at least I'm noticing all of this stuff now. And, um, you know, even if I'm not able to turn it around in the moment, hopefully um, if I just keep at it, I will. So what really that's all I asked? have to do. What, what have you asked Spirit to do? What you know, you lately, doing? lately, the only thing I've been asking is to just um, to give me clarity. You know? I I find it very good 
to ask very specific directions. So mm-hmm. what would you like to ask you? I guess I would like to ask, um, you know, should I should I stay? Should I go? Should I just um, take the plunge and say, yeah, let's move in and, and see what happens? I mean, that scares the hell out of me, really, because, um, you know, it, it's it's a little complicated just because um, I live in a place where I'm really close to work. And, you know, out here in L.A., everything is really expensive. And I've lived in my place for a really long time, so I have decent rent. Um, I, I really don't want to move someplace else bigger with him where I might have to, to drive a long way to go to work. Right now I've got like a, you know, a five or ten minute drive. And I'm really... Um, I'm just focused on keeping that until I retire. Well, like, in, <laughs> like in when? When do you retire? Yeah, I've all, I'm only like maybe eight years away from that. I mean, now that it's like less than ten, it's 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 looking like it's soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, here's here's what I did with my house, and maybe you can in the relationship mm-hmm. I put up my house for sale a year and a half ago and we had people look kick the tires but there was not one offer and um, I totally when I asked I asked specifically to sell my house last weekend I said I asked that this house be sold this weekend and I giggled I thought that is so funny because it was there was not one offer you know, they, oh, we want more bathrooms, we want more bedrooms. So there's a whole bunch of conversations. Just, you know, I hear it when you're talking about where the, you know, job is mm-hmm. and your home and, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. But I specifically right. asked. So I could see where, and and, and and it happened in the weekend. It happened mm-hmm. exactly. And, and so what I would really um, uh, just encourage you to do, is specific about is this relationship good for me? Period. And then, and then, or or uh, end this relationship if it's not right. Or right. show me, you know, that kind of stuff where where you're going to have that divine it experiment. What I kept mm-hmm. thinking last weekend when it was up for sale, Jennifer said. The reason why I give you divine experiments is so that you can start believing in spirit. And it was, she said, because you'll see the miracle that's not right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I would just, I really do believe there's an answer to you in your heart. There is the answer. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, we when we when we ask, we call our spirit out. We mm-hmm. call it specifically out. And I just would really encourage that, just that, to give up the fear, to let go of the ego, and all of the reasons. It says, Father, I will ask, and then I won't intervene. It's not specifically that quote, but I won't intervene. I'll ask. So ask to have, you know, to... to uh, to have the miracle in the relationship. Or have to have a miracle, that's 
that's good because I, I have so much fear. I can't tell what's fear and what's, um, you know, right. what's real these days, you know. Exactly, exactly. And so that is something that um, I believe I believe in and I'm seeing. It. I have asked several times since the lesson on prayer and asking, and it, <laughs> it's so pleased and, and so relieved to know how the Spirit works in our favor. Whatever we want and whatever we ask for, it's our energy and our spirit and our angels are going to be setting us up to put us in the motion that we desire. Not the world desires, it's not the boyfriend desires, it's what we, what's good for us in our best, in, in the very best. And very mm-hmm. And it's scary. I, I've got um, a relative that actually is in the same quandary. And um, when she listens to the Holy Relationship Seminar, she's like, or she's like, I don't know. She gets really, really confused because she's thinking that she has to hold on to that relationship because all relationships are the same. But Jennifer mm-hmm. has the one on relationships that talks about she and her. I believe it was her sweetheart when she asked, you know, I need time for this. And then he, that day or that, you know, in that period of time, gets transferred out of country for three months so that she would have the time that it took to go through what she needed to go through the week about. So, and it was just, so I was like, wow. So I don't believe that all relationships need to be continuing. I think you can love a relationship and actually let it go and and be complete and whole and find right. a relationship that works for you and that you know, so so I found that really helpful for my relative because I was just like, Oh yeah, you know, you just don't have to hang on to something that doesn't work for you. You ask there, does this work for me or is this my ego? Right. Keep asking more specific. You get off the phone and you feel funny. You just ask, say, "Do I feel funny because of of my heart saying it, it's not cool, or is it because of my my ego?" Because that's where I get puzzled. It's like the ego is so strong in my oh I yeah. It talks to me all the time. You better watch it. You better not do this. You better you know and all that stuff. And I mm-hmm. swear that. If you will give, if I give it up to spirit, <laughs> just, oh, I'm going to ask and then I'm going to say, that's on my holy altar. So like with your relationship, with my house, mm-hmm. I put it on my holy altar. I, I wrote it on some three by five cards and just put it on my holy altar. And every time I think about it, I think, oh, that floor's not clean like I did. It should be for the, you know, the, the new potential buyers. I'd be like, no, that's on my holy altar. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It will align to my higher good. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. That's helpful. I'm going to um, roll that around in my head a bit and maybe do some writing on it. Well, blessings to you, Suzanne. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Thanks.
This is Linda. I just wanted to say that um, Sherry in Oklahoma City and Maggie in Atlanta, Georgia, you came in a little bit late, and so I muted you because there was background noise. So if you would like to talk, just go ahead and start to. And Linda and everyone, Elizabeth writes in that she was glad to hear everybody shares and that she's been in the same boat in the past, and she sends her congratulations to Lori. And there's another anonymous um, write-in that recommends um, Chapter 17 in the text. It's all about relationships, and it's very helpful. <clears throat> and Maggie, go ahead. You have your hand raised, honey. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Hi. This is actually my first uh, community call, so I'm glad to be here with you guys. Um, and I wanted to share both a breakthrough and um, a challenge that has come up kind of similar to what the last um, person was mentioning. Um, my breakthrough was I feel like I had a lot of resistance to doing um, the divine experiment. For several weeks, I was just really in ego mode about that and afraid to try it, afraid that if I did put it on the altar, I would just be putting my ego attention on it and and that that would be powerful and make a big mess of things. Um, <clears throat> but I kind of got over that and just started doing it and um, have have really seen it, you know, be working. And so that's been really neat to see. Um, and then the other challenge, kind of similar to what the last person was discussing, is, um, you know, kind of becoming more aware of my thoughts and realizing that whenever I get nervous or upset, I've realized I have a tendency to kind of go back to some old wounds, particularly with my husband, and they just kind of resurface. And it's made me realize that I really haven't forgiven him for some things. Um, so that's been hard at times, but I'm also grateful that I'm aware of the thought and not just feeling the anxiety in the body, which is, I think, how I used to to feel. Um, so I'd be interested in others' thoughts about that because sometimes I struggle with really valuing honesty and and wanting to be honest about how I'm feeling, but those conversations often don't go well because they tend to be sort of blaming, you know, if you're honest when you're coming from ego, you know, that doesn't always get you anywhere. So anyway, that's just my share. I'm really glad to be on here with all of you. Hi, this is Suzanne again. That was very helpful about you mentioning about um, uh, like an old wound that resurfaces and realizing that there's, you know, um, forgiveness work to be done around it. Because um, I was just thinking there are there are a few things that, um, you know, places where I feel that he he really disappointed me in a big way, um, like an intentional way or whatever. And um there's no way I'm going to live with this person unless I have assurances that he's never going to behave this way again. And so I realize there's still a lot of charge and a lot of um, 
anger and hurt around those things. And um, I didn't even think about um, doing a forgiveness thing because, again, it must be my ego just thinking that I'm uh, in the right about all of these things. So why would I need to forgive, you know? Um, But I guess that's probably precisely why I need to forgive. So thank you very much. And I I may drop off the call in a little bit. He's actually on his way over here this morning. And he's he's my hero this morning because he's bringing me bacon from Whole Foods. So thank you. Go ahead, Joe. You're unmuted. In Reno, Nevada. Hi, actually, um, this is Jana. Oh, and, sorry. Hi. Uh, well, it comes up as my husband's name. That's okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've really enjoyed everything that um, everyone has said, and this is my first to uh, first community call as well. Um, I really appreciated what Suzanne and Linda said. Um, I would like. Um, when you were talking about um, your highest good and putting things on the altar, I would like a different perspective of looking at things um, as far as um, highest good. I always kind of have a knee-jerk reaction, um, thinking I kind of go to the place of um, my highest good is not my immediate good, then I'm going to have to wait some sometime way down in the future to reap any benefit. Um, It's almost more like a, I think it's probably past conditioning from the um, religion I was raised in where sacrifice was um, a big part of that. Is there um, someone that can kind of give me a different perspective of that? Of the highest good and... and, um, What I see, I see that um, our highest good is not necessarily, it it may be coming forward, but to really see that our energy, we're aligning our energy, and uh, Venerable on Monday night had some ways that he would put out the energy, that Lori is going to go with her changing her house, Uh, Venerable has a a song that she, or a chant that she gave to move her forward, and that's what I did for you when we put things on the and I'm sorry, can can you talk just a oh. little louder? I'm having such a hard time hearing um, Yes, I, I had my speaker so on in my head. Uh, yes, yeah, my, my head, speaker was on, uh, on uh, my ear, and so I apologize. I didn't realize that it was still doing that because it is not very clear to speak with it, but it's great to listen. Um, but what what I say is I think that the highest good, sometimes when things are going on with me, I don't see them as my higher good. I don't see that my husband's health is really creating a higher good for us. But, you know, I don't know that. 
And that's where I think when we place it on the altar and I say, um, heal John, uh, guide him to the right insulin pump, um, get his sugars in control, I I put it on the altar and then, you know, it could it could pop up that day, but I'm throwing the energy out there. And, and when things are occurring, even when they're a negative occurrence, we don't know that we're not developing. Um, example, I was talking to Jennifer on the phone on Tuesday um, afternoon, and she said that I can, that the way I was talking about my daughter and my husband, that I actually, they're probably feeling controlled and highest good. My first instinct was, oh, I said it, I said it wrong. I, I said it incorrectly to her, and now she thinks I'm real controlling my husband and my daughter. Well, no. No, no, no. What that gave me is something when I was talking to my daughter and my husband to be very aware and present. And so I didn't like it at the moment, but then when it was actually addressed to me, I really was able to take a look at a different way to be with both of those two. And it freed me up like amazing. And and so that's what I that's what my belief is about highest good is if there are some things that occur that are just absolutely not doesn't feel fair. But that doesn't mean it's not gonna develop our spirit into alignment with our highest and holy good. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, that's very helpful. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have to kind of play around with that in my head, as and um, my heart, especially just the alignment. That's that's the piece of the puzzle that I needed. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And we have a write-in from Corrine from Rome, Georgia. She says that she repeats to herself, I am willing to let go of the past when the thoughts about her husband and pain comes up in her mind. Hi, this is Alexa in Los Angeles. Um, that, that's such a good one. Um, I am willing to let go of the past. I'm actually uh, in the doing the workbook um, and of course in miracles, and that was my <laughs> workbook lesson just uh day before yesterday, and it really just saying that all day long that all I'm seeing is the past, it's my thoughts that I'm holding on to from the past um, and and looking at what it is that I've created and knowing that I can see this differently and I can create this differently, and that actually goes into the you know your highest and best good is what what do i want to see now what what would be my ideal outcome of what my life could be at this moment without any pretense or any past fears that no but that can't really happen telling the ego to take a back seat get out <laughs> higher holy spirit self please you know step in the front and and let me allow me to I'm willing and um you know please allow me to see my highest and best good because I may not even know what that is and um and and look at the world as if you've never seen it before and how you would like to see it and it really 
is amazing at how much it can change. Um, thank you. I love it when um, Jennifer mentions the garden, that we weed the garden, and that we just find these things along our garden. She says you have to tend to them because if you don't, then the big weeds will come up. And, and the other day I was going through something and I thought, that is a great big weed. I'm going to have to go out, and it might take a lot of time and a lot of effort to get that darn past weed out of this garden, but if I want it to have the specific flowering and the specific nourishment, I have got to make sure that all these either negative thoughts or past experiences um, get out of my way. So I just love that visual that you just go out and weed the garden when you're praying, weed the garden when you're doing your, your meditation, weeding the garden when you're, you know, told that you are probably controlling, and so I go out and I look at that weed, that controlling weed, and I'm like, I really don't want that controlling weed in my garden. And then uh, when it's been there for all of my life, it's probably going to be a little bit of effort, a lot of effort. I might have to get a shovel and a pick. I might have to get help pulling that weed. But eventually, if I'm determined enough, I will get that weed gone, and then move on into that beautiful garden atmosphere that is my goal. And Elizabeth from Rockland, Massachusetts writes in, great analogy, Lori. Hi, Alexa, again. I just wanted to say I love all of the analogies um, that everyone shares every week. It really puts, um, it kind of concretizes the, the changing in the mind. I think someone last call last week said, am I a pickle yet or did some kind of story about that? I can't remember on which call, but um, that we just keep coming up and letting these things lift and lift. And I think the more visuals we can have, you know, that's that's even better. So the garden is such a great one. And the pickle and all of it. So thank you, everyone.
Go ahead, Maggie. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Um, since there's a little bit of silence, I thought I'd, I'd jump in and, and share this. Um, I have a, a very exciting opportunity tomorrow that um, I'm excited and very a little bit nervous about, too. Um, but just to share with you all, when I first discovered Jennifer's work about a year ago, um, I first just found her radio show and found it so helpful. My mouth was just always falling open, you know, at these things she'd say and, you know, just kind of realizing that I was attacking my loved ones in my mind and all of that. And um, it's been a real journey, and I found her, her work really helpful. And through some of that garden weeding of being mindful to thought, um, for me what happened was I started kind of – you know, I became more aware of and got rid of some of the weeds. There's plenty still there. But um, the other thing that happened for me was because I was paying more attention to my thoughts, I also started noticing that um, good things in my thoughts that I wasn't aware of. Um, and for me in particular, I started noticing um, songs that were I, – that I realized I'm, hum I'm humming songs here. What are these? And um, – so anyway, I started writing songs about 11 months ago, and I'm brand new to this. Have until a couple months ago, had no vocal training or anything, and I said, "Well, I'm just gonna, you know, have the little willingness and just do the next thing." And I started writing little affirmation songs for friends and um, and for myself. Um, and I've been asked by the spiritual center I attend to actually sing a couple of those tomorrow, and so I'm. Um, really excited and and quite nervous especially as it's getting close but um i wanted to share that with you all and love any prayers of support that i can um you know allow spirit to express through me in this way and um i just wanted to share it because it that whole process for me has been a huge breakthrough in my life and it's also really bolstered my faith, you know, because for me, just the immediate benefits of clearing out the clutter and being less upset was, you know, all the reward that I needed. I mean, that was life-changing of itself. And then to discover that there were just kind of more and more gifts underneath that that I would have never even expected has been just given me a lot of hope, not only for myself, because I've struggled with depression, um, on and off, but also just, you know, for humanity, like how, how much we can change and what is within, you know, each person, you know. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you all. That's awesome. Congratulations. We'll definitely hold you in prayer for a good performance tomorrow, and I know that it will be, um, you know, uplifting to your community. So congratulations. Um, I was thinking about General again, and she was saying that there were 
one out of 10,000 people that, it, you know, they all moved to California to become singers and actors, and there's one out of 10,000 people that are, you know, become a success. But they have a little stir in their heart. And, and that's what I hear when you're going to go sing in church tomorrow. Hallelujah. It's like if you were moved by the Spirit 11 months ago, and then you are taking it on, but now you're nervous about it. But you you want to push forward, so I bless you and I will pray for you that you will be on the in front of the church and magnificently inspiring people and that you won't be nervous and that you'll know that you are truly, truly a speech your heart by being up there and you will touch so many hearts by that music because music touches hearts so so perfectly. So bless you and and your, your voice. Um, I also have something to say about the garden. Back to the garden. Um, the garden, you know, we talk, we think about relationships, we think about jobs, we think, are they right for us? Are they good for us? And I do believe that if, if when we're nourishing our garden and when we're fertilizing our garden, it's going to be the people that are around us that are going to be the nourishment of it. But, you know, we go to the store with our garden and we put our our fertilizer on that garden or we, you know, to make it grow faster. And in a relationship, that might be something that we can all consider or a job. Does it, is it growing my garden the way I want that garden to look and be like? And so that could be something we could ask spirit. Is this nourishing my soul? Does this nourish my garden? Is this the right fertilizer for who I am and my aspirations and my um, desire to serve or my desires for whatever I want to see in my life? So that could be, I think that helps for me to take a look at that too. Hi, this is Sean. I have a message from Corrine. She said, how beautiful. Yes, music, universal language. Spirit gave you those songs and will definitely carry you as you sing. Angels will surround you. Hi, this is Maggie again. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys so much for um, for this call. I'm going to have to make more of these. There's really amazing <laughs> um, in your comments. And I just wanted to comment on what Corinne just said as well because, um, you know, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, something about spirit will carry you or something. And, um, I, I realized that I had struggled for a long time about um, kind of feeling safe and feeling very afraid to to um, speak, kind of projecting the worst, particularly in my relationship with my husband. I think it's a way that I play small and uh, have a habit of energizing less than the ideal. 
And um, one of the a friend of mine who who's been in masterful living before, and we actually our moms wrote a book together when we were little, and we're still in touch. And she's the one who introduced me to Jennifer's work, but she's a spiritual counselor as well. And I was talking with her about this concept of safety and, you know, kind of wanting an affirmation around that. And she said, well, see if you can come up with a better word than safety. Because when anyone says, you know, oh, be safe, you know, you immediately picture like the car wreck that they're just, you know, avoiding or the, um, you know, it kind of implies, you know, doom is just around the corner, but you can stay safe from it. Um, so I just wanted to share an insight that I had around that language, Corinne, that you kind of headed toward. And that was actually a chant that I wrote that will be singing tomorrow, but it's the message that um, that we are carried. So the the wording of it is just, you know, love carries me. I have all I need. You know, love carries me. I allow it to be. And I found that really helpful, you know, and, and Jennifer talks about that, that, you know, we get into this place of neediness, but we really aren't, we really don't need, you know, anything. And um, and that's so counter to our culture and the ego and, and everything. So I just kind of wanted to share that it's become sort of a, a personal mantra for me that I sort of sing to myself when I'm starting to go into that place. You know, I'm I'm carried. You know, I don't have to make this happen. I don't have to stay safe from something or someone. I'm, I have the ultimate support, you know, system. And, you know, all of the universe and creation is yearning for me to to do what I need to do, you know. And so just sharing that concept of support with you all and being carried um, because that was really powerful um, for me. So thank you, Corinne, for, for you know, speaking to that. And we also have a note from Lynn who writes, letting go of the past for me these past few months have been to let go of any and all beliefs surrounding any and all pain in my body. I, she has had Lyme disease, disease for the past 15 years, and for the last six months she's been experiencing a lot of pain in her body. And she's working hard at letting go of putting any labels on how she has been feeling and really working hard with the healing of the body at the level of the mind. There are days when she stretches and it feels better and days when she uses her her rife machine and she feels better after that. But in her heart, she knows the healing is at the level of the mind and that the healing is somewhere inside of her being separate from God. And she keeps praying and turning over to the Holy Spirit any and all beliefs and any and all experiences and any and all thoughts that have contributed in any way to her physical body. Being in pain, and she's so willing to feel alive, energetic, and pain-free in her body. She loves and thanks everyone, and all prayers are very welcomed. Thank you, Lynn, and we will pray for you.
And then we have one more message from somebody anonymously. She's saying that she hears some people clearly and others she can't understand, and she wants us to remind everyone to speak into their phone and because not everyone has the same speaking ability. So, yeah, Lori, it was difficult to hear you before. And we still have a couple more minutes if anybody else wants to share. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to drop off the call a little bit early. Um, have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks. Does anyone else <clears throat> excuse me, have a prayer request? I have a prayer request for my friend Joey, who's participating in a double Ironman right now on behalf of his cousin Felix, who is undergoing some serious um, chemotherapy. So if we can pray for them, I'd be honored. This is Lori. Hi. Can you hear me okay now? Yes. Yeah. Still a little fuzzy, but it's okay. Okay. How about this? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I pray for all relationships, that our journey into the relationship um, talks with Jennifer will guide us and lead us into the most miraculous companionships and relationships and that we'll be able to connect heart to heart with everybody that we have um, that we contact, we have contact with, and anybody all around the world. And one more message from Elizabeth from Rockland, Massachusetts. She said she wants to congratulate Maggie and tell her she will be great tomorrow, and she's praying for you. This is Courtney from Wilmington, North Carolina, and I'd like to send out a prayer um, for unity, not only within ourselves, but um, within the world, your community, your friends, your family, and um, that's my prayer. Thank you.
This is Linda. I just want to thank everybody for their uh, beautiful shares today. And um, I will be holding you all in prayer. And um, just thank you. It's so healing to listen to you um, talk about what's going on in your lives and the miracles that you're seeing and uh, just experiencing the the love and compassion that you share between each other. And thank you, Sean, for co-facilitating today. Thank you for allowing me to. And one Mm -hmm. more thing, um, Corinne writes in that um, for Lynn, she has a prayer for her to remain in the healing light and love and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. So I'm going to uh, pray us out and um, want you all to have a beautiful and blessed week. I'm placing my hand on my heart, taking in that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for the opportunity to come together to share this morning. So grateful for everyone who participated and for those who will listen later. Grateful to Jennifer and her staff for creating this safe and sacred space for us. Grateful for our healing and all of our experiences and all of our relationships in all directions of time and space. Grateful for all of our teachers, known and unknown. Offering up any and all seeming negative thoughts Any and all negative habits, any craving, aversion, feeling of lack and limitation, we offer them all up, place them on the holy altar fire of divine love. and are willing to leave them there. We demand that our hearts be open and remain open to receive and give all the love that we truly are. And we're so very grateful to be able to share the benefits of our community, of our healing with everyone because we're one one with them. In grace and gratitude, we accept and allow it to be. We receive it. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, everybody. God bless. Thank you. Blessings, everyone. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you.